Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 131 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Hey, we're gathering leaders from all over the world in a powerful community. We're focusing on personal and leadership development. Today, I want to talk about a strategy, a formula, if you will, for developing your leadership. It's called 3M Leadership Formula. Personal mastery, persistent motivation, and powerful momentum. We're going to talk about it right now. Well, when it comes to life and leadership, I rarely talk about magic formulas or silver bullets, as it were. In fact, I tend to believe that it is principles that drive success, that really make us more influential, that push us toward life fulfillment. And although I'm referring to today's episode in terms of a formula, it's really a thesis on three factors that play a huge part in the success or failure of any goal or undertaking in your personal life. If you have these three components working for you, you're sure to maximize your leadership influence and succeed at whatever you put your hand to. If you can somehow get these three pieces working in your life on a consistent basis, especially as we'll talk about in difficult times, I really believe you're going to find yourself at the end of your days looking back, being fully satisfied, fully convinced that you accomplished what it was you were created to do. These three factors are personal mastery persistent motivation, and the power of momentum. I call it the 3M leadership formula. Well, last week, Dr. Sam Chan and I had a phenomenal discussion together, and we talked about leadership pain. And if you've not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to episode number 129 of this podcast. Dr. Chand literally dropped bomb after bomb after bomb of wisdom, insight, and tremendous uh, just ideas concerning how to grow in leadership. And we talked a lot about pain. You know, specifically, he mentioned a particular matrix. I believe it's in the very first chapter of his book on leadership pain. And I thought this matrix that he talked about was fascinating. It went something like this. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. Therefore, growth equals pain. Let me say it again. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals 
pain, and therefore growth equals pain. And I'm telling you, since last week, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I've considered how true this matrix really is. We cannot grow in life or in our leadership without change. I'm telling you, change is not only inevitable, it is a required part of life and leadership. The human body is designed in such a magnificent way by the Creator. And as this design manifests itself, we see that everything about our physical body is in constant change. Our fingernails grow. Our hair, if we have any, (laughs) I don't have a lot left. But if we have hair, it grows. The cells in our body are always being regenerated. There's death and life. It's a circle. It's a system that is designed for constant change in order that healthy growth might take place. Change is necessary. But I'll tell you this. Change always requires loss. I'm not sure exactly how often, but I know for a fact that our derma, that the skin that we have that is the protective organism for our body, uh, is constantly dying, and we're losing it so that new skin can emerge. I'm just telling you, change always requires loss. You cannot embrace something that's good for you and new and at the same time retain possession of or hold to that which is the old. The old, if you hang on to it, will actually harm you. Change requires loss. Change requires letting go. Change requires walking away from some things. It requires, as we talk about so often here on the program, leaving what is familiar and comfortable and journeying into the great unknown with faith and confidence, knowing that God himself, having already designed our life, is is not going to take us to a place that causes us stress. He's going to take us to a place that has great reward, great satisfaction, great fulfillment. But change requires loss. Here's what I know about loss. Loss doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good on any level. If you've lost someone in your life you love, maybe not to death, but maybe to maybe a relationship that was lost, or maybe it was a loved one who passed away from this life, or maybe it was a job or a career or a uh, something that you cherished that was given to you as a gift, loss does not feel good. In fact, it is downright painful. And there's something about the human condition that we avoid that feeling, that sense of loss. We don't want to feel like something's being removed from us. But if we're going to grow, we will know pain. I don't want to discourage you right off the bat today. I'm actually going to get to a point where I encourage you. But I want us to embrace this idea that growth equals change, change equals loss, loss equals pain, And growth, therefore, equals pain. If we're going to grow, there's going to be resistance. There's going to be uh, some turmoil. There's going to be some times in our life where as we venture into what is unknown to us, it challenges the very core of, of our belief systems, and we have to go through 
the angst of wrestling with what we have believed or what we've known. And sometimes we may have to let that thing go in order to embrace a new level altogether. So I want to come at this matrix today from a different angle. The process that Dr. Chan described can cause a number of reactions or responses on our part. For example, if I am moving into a new season of my life, I'm graduating to a new level, there's new wonderful things in store for me, great opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, I am sure to face challenges. And when I get into that mode of facing challenges or resistance or uh, opposition or whatever you want to call it, internal dialogue, it can bring about all kinds of reactions and responses that can be second nature to us. We can feel lost or hopeless. Uh, we oftentimes, I believe, lose our motivation or our drive or the impetus to create and to grow and to push. We get stuck or paralyzed, or in many cases, I've watched people who just flat out get depressed because uh, the constant barrage of doubt and fear and anguish and unknown sometimes just catapults someone into a place where their mind and their spirit just shuts down and they become depressed, meaning they cannot, they cannot be released to the full expression of what they can do, what they can accomplish, what they can create, because they're being in some way emotionally, spiritually, mentally held down. So we can respond that way. Or here's some other options. We can utilize the opportunity for personal growth. We can choose to pursue personal mastery. We can get laser focused and very resolved and we can persist and we can persevere and we can find motivation to continue to press on, to push through. We can locate what I call leverage points for developing next-level momentum and next-level progress. It's really up to you to choose how you respond. You can just throw up your hands and go crawl in a hole, or you can look for the opportunities to grow, to master life, to master success, to master the opportunity. You can quit, or you can stay in the game and say, come on, one more play. Let's see what we got. You can complain. You can cast blame on someone else, or you can find those challenging moments as leverage points for, from within, developing momentum and progress for where it is that you're headed. So how do we deal with these three factors? How do we embrace this challenge? How do we use sometimes our own pain to gain an advantage over the situation? You say, pain? How can pain create an advantage? Let me tell you something. Uh, if you can focus the, the energy and the emotion and the even sometimes the fear of your pain in a positive direction, you can leverage that and make it work for you. This is where 3M leadership formula comes in. Let's talk about it. What I'm going to talk to you about is this formula, the 3M leadership formula, and it's a simple idea for maximizing your most challenging growth opportunities. Now, I call them challenging growth opportunities because I, I want to refer to them in a positive light, but these are those moments in your life 
when you are pressing into something new, something bigger, something more significant, and while you've decided to go there, you face enormous challenge, opposition, pain, all kinds of stuff coming at you. And I want to call those challenging growth opportunities because those moments are the moments when either you shrink back or you grow. I've often used the metaphor on the program here that there is no way to become stronger without resistance training. If I want to physically grow muscle mass and strength in my upper body, my arms, my legs, I'm going to have to get in the gym and apply resistance to the areas in which I want to grow. And when you are faced with growth opportunities, you either fly and go and and hide and crawl in a hole, or you face them and say, all right, I'm going to use this opportunity to grow my life. Now, each of these components we're going to talk about involves discipline, commitment, focus, and a mental resolve to win. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop until I have crossed the finish line. In other words, when faced with a challenge, or as we're calling it, a growth opportunity, your attitude will, as John Maxwell says, determine your altitude. It really will, good or bad. How your mind works, how you choose to respond is going to determine whether you go to the moon or whether you are relegated to an existence in the chicken coop with the rest of the chickens who are just hanging out, pecking stuff off the ground. So let's talk about the 3M leadership formula. Let's talk about these three major factors. Number one, personal mastery. Personal mastery. What is mastery? A master a mastery is being fully in control of, being fully aware of, being fully cognizant of your strengths, your weaknesses, your limitations, your liabilities. It's that place in your life where you are are focused on overcoming and growing beyond previous seasons limitations. It's mastery. So, let's look at it like this. Mastery uh, might look like this. I must master my thinking, my mind. I'm I'm reminded of some very powerful citations in Scripture that talk about girding up the loins of your mind. And it's an interesting metaphor, a word picture that's drawn there by the writer who is Paul. And Paul talked about girding up the loins of his mind, which that, that metaphoric terminology, loins there, speaks to the reproductive organs, whether male or female is irrelevant. And the, the reason why we must gird up the loins is because we must take control over the propensity for negative thinking to reproduce itself. I have to master my thoughts. I have to master my beliefs. I have to get a hold of everything that might cause me to see life, to see opportunity, to see my assignment, to see my self-worth, my value in any light except for how God sees it. I have to master my mind. I have to master my time. I'm I'm blown away by, (laughs) and this is not a blanket statement because not all millennials necessarily fall into this category, but many of our millennial generation they, they, they don't understand the power of time. 
and they stay out till two and three in the morning, partying, having fun, hanging out. I love that hanging out and they sleep till noon or one and they have a whatever job they have. And then they, they're moaning and complaining because they can't ever see themselves having the kind of money they'd like to have so they can do what they want to do. You have to, you have to control time. Time, as the old song says, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time is not going to stop for you, for me, or for anyone else. I have 24 hours in a day. I have seven days in a week. I have 365 days a year. And time is a finite commodity. And so I must make use of every moment that God has given me. I must master my time. Here's another one. I have to master my emotions. Master my emotions. I have to master my my plans for development. I have to be a learner. I have to master all the arenas of my life, my finances, my relationships. I have to master those. Now, a master is the one who sets the agenda, calls the shots, and is in some way in control of the situation. A master takes ownership for his or her life, never blames others for their present condition. A master understands that in order to succeed or to become the best that he or she can be, they must take action. They must be accountable. It's up to them. If it's going to happen, it's going to be them. That's personal mastery. And that is the first M in the 3M leadership formula is personal mastery. The second M is motivation or I'm going to call it persistent motivation. Well, let me tell you about motivation. Motivation is easy to come by, but it's even easier to lose. Man, you can be on top of the world one minute. You can be excited about a new idea or a new plan, but when everything hits the fan, and you know what everything is, when everything hits the fan, the question is, do you have the staying power? Do you have the commitment Do you have the resolve to persevere, to overcome, to stay in the fight until the very end? It takes takes motivation. It takes uh, something happening within to keep you engaged and fighting for your dream, fighting for your business, fighting for your relationship, your marriage, that idea, fighting for the opportunity. It takes resolve. You must always be conjuring up motivation. In the Bible, King David faced all kinds of hardships in various seasons of his life, certainly faced internal struggles, broken areas in his own life that frankly could have caused him to become an utter failure. But there was this one time when he was just depressed, he was struggling, he was up against all kinds of nonsense, he was in the fight of his life, and The Bible shares with us that he encouraged himself in the Lord, meaning he he did not hire in anybody. He did not bring in a coach. He did not bring in a pastor. He He just got at some place, and he said, I got some things that I can encourage myself with. And he began, in my mind, I believe he began to remind himself, this is why I'm in this thing. This is who I am. This is why I'm here. 
This is what God has spoken to me about my future and about my destiny. These are the dreams that I have. These are the goals that I have. He began to just remind himself of, of what it is he carried on the inside. The promises, the dreams, the aspirations. As Dan Miller, our friend, talks about, he had to get in touch with his who am I and why am I here. He had to conjure up an internal motivation and fortitude in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the opposition, in in spite of the haters, in spite of the people who did not want to see him succeed. He had to motivate himself and stay engaged in his lane, in his assignment. You say, Brian, but yeah, you, you don't know what happened to me. You don't know the failure I suffered. You don't know the loss I suffered. You don't know the stuff I've been through. My friend, I, I promise you, I feel your pain. I, I may not have gone through exactly what you've been through, but I have been through some hair-raising events in my life that have taken the wind out of me, completely disillusioned me, caused me to question my own value, my own worth, caused me to question humanity, caused me to question friendships and relationships. I get it, man. I get it. But what I'm challenging you to do is to understand that persistent motivation is a key that you must engage in and no one's going to motivate you. If let me tell you what, if you receive external motivation, it is going to slip away very quickly. But if you dig deep on the inside of you and find that reason why and get in touch with that thing and stir that thing up, I promise you. I promise you. Things will change. I'm reminded I'm a, I love movies uh, and one of my favorite movies of all times because I am a pilot is Top Gun. That's right. Top Gun circa late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Tom Cruise and all the bunch. And and I, I'm reminded of the scene at the Top Gun Academy in Miramar when they are up one day on one of their flight drills and they get in another aircraft's backwash and it puts the F-14 that Tom Cruise is flying in the movie, that Maverick is flying, excuse me, in the movie, into a flat spin, and it was a devastating situation. Uh, rarely can that be recovered from. And those guys chose, in order to save their own lives, they ejected from the airplane. And in that scene, if you remember, if you've seen the movie, uh, Goose, uh, I guess because of the angle of the airplane, Goose slammed into the canopy on his way out of the aircraft, and it snapped his neck and killed him instantly. And as Maverick and Goose are are there floating in the ocean and Maverick is holding Goose in his arms, his one of his dearest, most trusted friends, and he's there. And that that scene of the, that hopelessness, the the finalization of one's life, and it's just done, it's over, that had such a powerful impact on the character that Tom Cruise played. If you remember that it took weeks, maybe even months, for him to re-engage. In fact, on several sorties, as they would go up to do their exercises, he could not even engage the enemy again because he was out of the game. This tragic event in his life had taken so much wind out of his sail, he could not engage his purpose, his calling, and the reason why he was there. I'm going to tell you something. That happens to all of us. We all have things that happen to us that that seemingly 
just retire us early. I'm telling you that deep on the inside of you, as Scripture says, deep calls to deep, there's something on the inside of you that's bigger than the pain. There's something on the inside of you that's bigger than the tragedy. There's something on the inside of you that's bigger and greater and more powerful than the loss or the pain or the struggle or the resistance. And I want to encourage you to tap into persistent motivation. Find that place. Tap into that reservoir and encourage yourself back to life. Encourage yourself back to engagement. Encourage yourself back to that moment where you can have an opportunity like like Tom Cruise did to be the hero because in a moment of time, something in him came together and he re-engaged when it mattered. And because of it, he saved lives. Number two is persistent motivation. Number three, the third component in this formula, this matrix, is powerful momentum. Momentum. John Maxwell calls it the big mo. <laughs> momentum. Listen, momentum is not easy to manufacture. But when it does kick in, nothing can stop it. There's this tipping point that takes place that once that happens, brother, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's almost as though the law of physics kicks in. It, it's as though out of nowhere, you're out there in the middle of the ocean, there's no wind, your sail is flat, nothing is moving, you couldn't possibly get that ship to move for anything in the world, and out of nowhere, the wind shifts and it fills your, it fills your sail and with that fresh wind comes power, comes energy, comes the impetus to, to go, to move, to engage. Momentum is the moment where there is now more working for you than there is working against you. It's a powerful moment. It's a powerful thing that happens. And when it happens, my gosh, it, it, it's, it's just a different thing. You've, you've pressed, you've worked, you have, man, you have put your feet and your heart and your mind and your hands and you have bled, blood, sweat, and tears. Man, you've, you have pushed until you felt like you were going to die. But there comes a moment when it tips the scale and now you're not the one pushing the thing forward. Momentum is working for you. It's that moment when you penetrate that invisible wall that's been standing between you and your dream, you and your calling. Momentum. Yes, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of hard work to create momentum. But once you tip that scale, your work becomes easier. Personal mastery, persistent motivation, and powerful momentum. It's the 3M leadership form. You want to take your life or your leadership to the next level? Tap into these three components. These three forces are absolute game changers. And guess what? They take discipline, desire, commitment, application on your part. They're not, they're not going to just come to you you're going to create those places of mastery, those places of motivation, and you're going to create the momentum that will carry you to the finish line. 
My challenge to you today is pursue mastery. That's on you. Commit your mind and your heart to persistent motivation. Press hard, work hard, stay at it, and create powerful momentum that will bring you to the most incredible awareness and realization of the dreams that God has put in your heart. Here's what I know. You can and you will impact your generation. My challenge to you, never, ever quit. Well, you can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 131. 131. And uh, we invite you to leave comments, to engage with us, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, all those wonderful places. I also want to remind you, if you've not subscribed to our email updates, please do so. We're going to give you a free course on the four cornerstones for strategic living as our gift to you for subscribing. We want you to be a part of the community. We are developing leaders for cultural transformation, and I believe you are a key part of that. Again, I want to ask you to share this episode with your friends on all the various outlets. Word of mouth is great, but also on social media. Let somebody know that what we're doing here at brianholmes.com is making an impact and a difference in your life. A couple of closing questions for you. I want to ask you, just to consider this, are you really committed to personal mastery? Are you doing everything you know to do to press in and to become everything that you can be? Another question for those of you that may be facing struggles right now or difficulties, have you thrown in the towel? Have you just given up? Have you stepped off of the field of play? Are you done? Are you ready to hit the showers? Or can you conjure up an attitude of persistence? Can you conjure up an attitude and a posture of perseverance? Can you decide, I don't care what it costs me, I'm going to press through because I know that on the other side of this difficulty is a reward that's worth fighting for. Hey, I want you to take time to remember your why. Who are you? Why are you here? Allow that why to motivate you. You, ma'am, you, sir, you're a powerful leader. The world is literally waiting for you to re-engage right now, to get in the game, and to make your mark. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.